0: so you're probably asking yourself how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable you know that marketing should probably be in the mix but you may not know the best approach the newest strategies or which digital platforms market on so how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today that is a question and this podcast will give you the answers My name is Javier Lozano, Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Facility Management Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Javier. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining this podcast. If you're an ongoing listener, thank you for joining. Uh, So I want to dive into creating content. Uh, I've kind of been on a a content kick, uh, I feel like, these past few episodes. And so... You know the the thing that um that i see a lot of people uh do wrong in marketing is how they approach the whole content piece and and a lot of the times they approach content uh where they're trying to be everything to everyone and and i have this conversation quite a bit with the sales team as well too where They push back a lot of like, well, we need to say this, and we need to say this, and it needs to have this, and it needs to have this, and this, and this, and this. And then I kind of push back, and I'm like, listen, guys, when was the last time you barfed on someone trying to sell them everything that you do? And they kind of look at me like, well, never. We would never do that. I go, so why do you think if it's written, it's going to be any better? And they kind of push back like, well, because they're going to have all these questions, and we know what the customer wants, and this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, I get that, but like... You're, you're still wrong at this approach because you're, you're trying to give too much information. When you are writing content, you need to have one main and ideal focus and that is it. You can't have all these different approaches to how you write stuff, to what you're trying to say. Like you can't write, a, I mean, it's just like writing a novel without chapters. It's just all in there, okay? Uh, I, I just started reading a book as we speak, um, called um, "What's It Called?" Hero on a Mission. That's what it's called by Donald Miller. Humongous Donald Miller fan. And I attempted to try to read it a little bit last year, and I just I wasn't right in the right head space at the time. And I started reading it this morning, got ten or this after this evening after work, and about ten pages in so far, and I'm already digging it. And anyways, he, he, you know, he's got the first chapter, and then within that chapter, he's got four sections. Talking about um, four different characters, and the four different characters he's talking about in there is the victim, the villain, the hero, and the guide. And so he's and he's defining each one. And so the thing is, is that in that chapter he's defining these four characters because he's going to start talking about them more within the rest of the actual book. And that's like ten pages deep or something like that. I think the chapter is like I don't know sixteen pages. Here's where what I'm trying to get to is is that. Sometimes people try to put too much information in 150 words. They're like, well, it can't be over 150 words because no one meet, reads more than that. I'm like, what? Do you think people count? Like, when was the last time someone fucking counted, you know, the content on something? Like, well, they look at it and they get scared. Like, it's because it's not, you know, it's not structured correctly and whatever. Like, there's reasons behind this. It's not just because what you think or what you read in a blog post, okay? there's, There's, like, long copy is not bad. Short copy is not bad. They have their place. And so where I'm getting to is is that, you know, a lot of times people get so hung up on trying to say everything to just kind of, you know, to explain it all. And and it's almost a bad thing to be so knowledgeable about your industry, about your space, about your business and what you offer. It's almost better to be kind of like on the outside looking in and not having a true representation and understanding of everything. And I say this with you know, in a way that like, hey, it's it's not that it's 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 not that it's bad that um that you know too much about your business. It's just that sometimes you share more than what needs to be shared, and no one gives a shit about it. Sometimes being concise and to the point on one topic really works, and this is kind of where I, where I want to kind of you know point to you. Um, In the past six months we rewrote some of our email series okay and this is I'll get back to the content thing in just a second but we rewrote some of our email series um, to where it had more of a focus on a specific thing and it was scheduling appointments or or just getting people to respond and in that exercise what it got us to do is that it essentially grew our appointment setting um, significantly but then the AEs on our team were like but no one's coming to these appointments and like it, it doesn't work we just need to get rid of it okay and then i look at it and i'm like um, you guys are converting at close to 20% so that basically means that you know one out of five people are 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 getting closed you want me to delete this and then they're like oh no no don't don't, don't take that link out you know i didn't realize that and and so some people think that you know like just because it's not everybody, it's not working. And so there's a misconception there. And, and so what I'm pointing out to is that we made these emails very focused. Every email had a purpose. The purpose of the emails that we wrote for the series of eight, over eight days, was like I think four or five emails was either to reply or send a, or schedule a meeting. And that's it. That was the whole purpose of the emails. That's it. In that, we got more replies Sometimes some of the replies are like, fuck off. Other times the replies are like, yes, I'm interested. And then a lot of the times it's like people scheduling appointments and that's good. And then we tweak some stuff on our in our appointment setting to have um, reminders to go out. I think like three or four. I talked about this in one of my other episodes. And it is in so far it's increased our appointment setting from like 20% to like 55% overnight. Like insane. Like close rate. And so... Where I'm coming from on, on all this is that you need to have a very concise topic that you talk about. So when you write something, it needs to be on one thing. You can't be bouncing around on, on everything like we do this and we do this and we offer that and we got this. It's too much. It's too much for people to comprehend and wrap their heads around. And so when you're creating content, you're, you should be creating content for just one person that's it okay and you might be like well we have different people that that buy we have you know decision makers that you know that are top level c-suite or 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 vps and whatever okay or like you know we we have other people that are like you know doing the research and then they come to us and then we have meetings and then we have to bring other people and so we can't just create content for just one person like no you you still can you can still create content for one person You just create several pieces of that content for those different people, and they're not the same. How a a C-suite person looks at something is gonna be very different from like a lower level, maybe like, you know, manager, okay? So you create content for that specific manager, all right? And it makes it to where like, oh, this is great, I can tell the right story now to my C-suite person. And that's how you handle it. And so the thing is, is that when you create content for one person, what that does is that it makes it more relatable to that person. So I've said this before; like it's almost like you should have like a cardboard cutout of your ideal customer. Give that customer a name. Give it some characteristics and traits. Give it some like you know job title um and other you know other things um you know demographical things as well too so that whenever you are writing stuff you're not writing to like the masses you're writing to this person right here that is in front of you and when you write like that and you're like well you're getting too narrow have you no you're not getting too narrow you're speaking to exactly who your ideal customer is because i can guarantee you that You figure that person out and you have an exact characteristic, like a whole build out of a trait, an ICP, ideal customer profile, okay? You have all that built out. I promise you, you're going to find more of those people everywhere. Now, it may not be in the masses, but like, here's the the, the honest truth. Do you really want them to be, you know, do you really want your team to be talking to the masses or do you want your team to be talking to the ones that are like, I'm ready to buy because you spoke to me exactly how I need something. That's what you want. You want someone that is ready to buy. You want your team to be spending their time with those individuals that are engaged, that are intrigued, that are um, ready to start pulling the trigger. And so what I want you to understand is when you write to try to cover all your bases and you, when you write to try to talk to all sorts of people from you know lower level managers to all up to the C suites then you're not writing to anybody you're 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 writing to someone that no one cares about and it doesn't it's not relatable or it's confusing or like the, the you know like you can't track it and you do this with everything like your podcast would be the same way if you have a podcast Your blog posts should be the same way. Your social media posts should be the same way. All of this stuff should be the same way. You should be writing for just one person. Because I I can promise you that when you identify that one person, there are more of those people out there. They all think the same. They all have ideal problems. They all have ideal needs. They're all looking for an ideal solution. And by doing that, you really focus your content. And this approach is gonna make your sales team better. Why is it gonna make it better? Because then, based off of what your sales team is going through, like, oh, so and so is going through this, I can send them this blog or I can send them this report, as opposed to, here's just, everything because like you've you've had that salesperson it's like here let me give you 72 links and this is what it is and they just like hyperlink everything and there's like this is to this and this is to this and this is to this and you're like they just barfed and you're like fuck man i'm not gonna read all this we've all had that salesperson do that where they just give you every link humanly possible and and i mean come on like honestly speaking when was the last time when someone gave you everything it like it turned out to be a sale now if someone gave you the exact thing that you're looking for you're like oh that's oh this is good and then you replied back and say hey this was great can you get me this next and then they got you exactly what you needed maybe it was a case study maybe it was a report or a white paper maybe it was a demo do you see what i'm saying like that's how you should be producing the stuff you're doing. So like you're producing content for different levels of the funnel. You're also producing content for different buying people, if you will. Okay. And, and you do this with everything. So like, you know, my podcast, it's, it's a very niche podcast. So meaning like I'm only facility in property management. That's it. And I'm only marketing. That's it. So like, can I go like really wide in marketing? Yeah. Can I go really deep in marketing? Yeah. Because the thing is, is that like, I'm so focused on one specific industry and that's it. And just in marketing that like, I can go a little bit of wide and a little deep. You know, my concern is if I go too deep, it might be almost like where I have to like do live trainings and stuff like that, which, you know, at the moment, we don't have the time for that. And so, you know what I want to share. I want to kind of explain to here is, is that is 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 digging your well one inch wide but one mile deep is way better than digging your well one mile wide and one inch deep. Okay, so going wide is not going to help you, but going deep and positioning yourself as the expert for this. And making it very concise and to the point and very simple to understand is going to position your business, yourself, your brand more credible. And that's what I want you to do is is get used to producing content for just one person. And that's it. And then you're like, well, no one's responding and I'm trying to like capture a wider net. Every time I've tried to capture a wider net, it always backfired on me. The more focused I got on who I was going after, the easier it was for me, not just to get them into the door, but to close the deal. I'm telling you this time and time again, every time like, well, this is going to give us a wider net. And it did, and it helped a little bit, but it never, but it never really was scalable. Scalable is way easier whenever you're like one inch wide, one mile deep. Way easier to scale that because then you know what you're good at. You might be like, well, we're also good at these other things. I get it. But you can sell those services in conversations down the funnel, not at the top. Okay. So get used to really just making your stuff concise. Okay. Everything you say, all your messaging, very concise and to the point. You know, like I had a conversation with our director of director of sales Um, yesterday and he was asking, he's like, Javier, I'm thinking about maybe we should consider having like emails that are written for people that like are looking for like spot graphics and, you know, and then maybe some emails for like full wrap graphics. And so the email content is like, you don't have to change a whole bunch. You can kind of like, you know, repurpose it, but then like the images in there show certain things. And I'm like, Hey, I like where your head's at. I totally agree with the direction that you're going with this. I go, however, my concern is that all the effort and work that I'd be putting into this, I'm concerned that the sales team won't use. And he's like, why do you say that? I go, well, my last meeting with them, you know, when I was asking them why they were closing at such a high rate this past month, and a lot of them were like, well, I'm not really using any of your emails. Okay, and then I looked at some of the emails that we'd created, I'm like, okay, you guys are, uh, you're doing your own thing. So what's the purpose of me creating more emails? kind of what I told them so like if they showed me that they're using it and it's helpful then yeah but then when the pushback is like well that's not what I would say okay then then maybe you should just write your own and just not get me involved in it like it it, it's that simple you know so you know like and and, and I'm not trying to like you know air air our dirty laundry or anything like that what I'm just simply saying is when you're when you're in the middle of like creating some of the stuff, you need to make sure it's going to be useful for the team. So like sit down with your team, with your sales team, and be like, "Okay, what is it that you need to help you make more sales? What is it that would help?" Okay, cool. That's a good idea. I love this approach, but let's 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 bring it into this. And that's kind of what I was telling Nick, our director of sales. I was like, "Listen, the idea is great. I go, "Let's get them to kind of narrow it down and see if they would actually use it." And then we can, you know, think about it and see if they want to kind of map out some things that they were thinking of. And then I can go in there and, and create the right emails. And so, you know, that's good and all. But where I'm coming from on this is that like we're we're going to start doing that right now with our emails in a different way. So we've got two different um, customer profiles. We have like a business, our business owner um, or bus- just a business And then we also have like a personal consumer. And so those two profiles, they get spoken to differently. And this week I started working on segmenting our list. And the challenge there was is that we had a large list of over 100,000 contacts and about 60,000 of those people, maybe 70,000 of those people um, were not labeled as business or personal. And the reason is because prior to us moving to HubSpot, we didn't have this segmentation of like business leads, personal leads. And so what happened there is, is I mean, it's because we didn't have the, the flow correctly on the website, et cetera, et cetera. So I went in there and I'm like, okay, we got to first clean this up because if we're going to start splitting up the audience and speaking business stuff to business people and personal stuff to personal people, then what we need to do is we need to segment this list because I've got this window of people that have no, you know, they're not listed as one or the other. And so what I did is how I did this is like I said, like, all right, anyone that uh doesn't have like a known you know listing of between these two and the email is is not like Gmail, Yahoo, MSN, Hotmail, like all the major emails that bit of like, you know, we'd be personalized emails, I made those all business ones. And then the other ones that had like, you know, Gmail, those other like, you know, that would be personalized, I made those all personal. You're like, well. What about the guy that's like, you know, my, my plumbing company at gmail.com. Unfortunately, you know, that dude is going to be labeled as a personal lead, unfortunately, and we can't capture everybody. Um, And I I did some other like criterias. I think another one was like, if the business name was known, then we would make it a business name, like a business lead. So there was a lot of stuff and ended up where to where we had like 33, 34,000 business leads and like. 65,000, 70,000 consumer leads and almost like a two to one ratio. Crazy. Um, but what's going to happen there is that it's going to make our emails very focused. And so like right now, our email open rates roughly 30%. And so I have a feeling that that will almost double for our, for our business leads. And the reason I'm saying that is because we have over 70,000 contacts that are personalization leads. Those people are just probably shopping prices and that's it. And not that we don't do personalization leads, but they're 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 dropping the open rates significantly because they're probably not opening anything. Well, the business people are like, "Oh, this is good stuff." And so I have a feeling it's going to jump up to like 50%. I really do. Um but where I'm coming from on this is that like we know who our business leads are and how to speak to them because our team talks to them all the time. So we're going to be producing content for that one person, Joe the plumber. And does that mean that we can't do like fleets and other stuff? No, it doesn't mean that. It just means that we're writing for these people that that, that are you know one man, two man, three man shows, you know? And then we're going to do the same thing for the personal side where we're going to be talking to like Susie Q that wants to change the color of her white sedan. And you know, Jack that has a Ferrari that, you know, he's like, I want this thing to look badass And like, you know, money's not a problem. Like we'll have different conversations with those people. And so again, like completely segmented. So we're writing for people that care about the content. And then we're gonna focus on that for the entire year. And then after that, we'll focus on like, okay, how can we drill this down even more? How can we write content to like maybe trades or maybe content based on like coverage type. like, And so this is how you should be thinking about your facility or property management company. You should be thinking about how you can segment your list and, and then speak to them accordingly, okay? So again, that's just talking about the, you know, writing for that one person. And you might say, well, I don't have a list as large as yours, Xavier, it doesn't matter because for facility companies, it really only takes one or two or three new customers per quarter you know, per month or whatever to really move the needle for the team. You know, like you guys are closing larger deals than what we're closing. You know, our average deal is $2,500, $2,900, you know, per deal. Your deals are probably like blowing that out of the water, you know? So I I want you to kind of understand that like the more concise you get with what you're writing, the better the lead is going to be, the better and more educated that person is going to be, they're going to feel like you're talking to them, all that stuff. So this goes into everything, okay? So I gave you a lot of examples, and so just get used to just creating content for just one person. All right, so three things I ask at the end of this podcast is number one is please give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Number two, please share this podcast with somebody, with a colleague, business partner, or somebody. So DM them, text message them, something. And then number three, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm looking to get you know more in touch with a lot of other facility leaders and property management leaders just to kind of, you know, get you guys in in the door to listen to what we're doing here. And so connect with me, ask me questions on there. So I hope you found this podcast super helpful. Other than that, have a wonderful day and I'll talk to everybody later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's gonna help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, We'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great one.